Well, hello there. Uh, welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 45, and this is, this is your first episode, and you can go back and listen to our previous podcasts. You can find them on uh, animationforadults.com, of course, and on podcast.com, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes. And soon, hopefully, one day, we will be on Google Play Store, but we are working on that. Uh, we'll update you that when we can. I'm Chris and I am joined once again by Dan. Hello Dan. Hi Chris. How's it going? How's it going? It's great. Yeah. Um, I'm uh yeah, I mean we can't really lie, it's been a bit of a funny old weekend, but But we're not gonna talk about that. We're, we're here to we're here to talk about yeah. animation. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good and joined from the out the wild outside of <laughs> New York in the garden with a barbecue or something. Avon, hello, Avon. Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm live from the backyard. <laughs> Avon and the garden chorus. Um, so if you hear birds tweeting. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The little birds, the, the birds of Queens are chirping. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I'm uh, roasting some asparagus. Delicious. <laughs> um, so, yep, it's a good day. It's really beautiful here, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be com- we'll be coming up on our anniversary show soon. <laughs> I was we were I was just uh, thinking like this time last year I was in Edinburgh, <laughs> so here I am in Queens. But lovely weather. It's beautiful. And how it's probably far nicer we've in come. Queens. It's probably nicer in Queens than it is in Edinburgh. It's pretty honest. nice. Right <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yes, and as one said, we are coming up on our anniversary episode soon. We're going to have some sort of special episode to mark the occasion. We don't know quite what, but if you've got any ideas of how you think we should celebrate it, if you've got any ideas for topic suggestions or anything like that then you could drop us an email at, po- at um, podcast at animationforadults.com or get in touch with us by twitter or facebook or any of the usual ways and hopefully we will decide what we're going to do and yeah that <laughs> will be soon <laughs> coming up very soon uh but this week uh it's going to be a bit of a one of our mixed episodes we've not really got a main topic we're just going to catch up on some stuff and leave it at that uh do some animation news and what we've been watching and all that um and uh catching up on some stuff that's happened not this week but the week before because we didn't mention much coming out of annecy because last week we talked about e3 instead uh so if you like video games listen to that one uh (laughs) and we will be talking annecy more this week uh but before that uh just a follow-up to a story we did a few weeks back uh, which was about the controversial comments of a former Ghibli producer mm. where, where you may remember he said that uh, he thought that there was it was no coincidence that men were chosen to direct Ghibli films because he thought that men were better at directing fantasy because <laughs> Because women are more practical, or something along those lines, <laughs> and everyone, what, what, how are you on? Uh, and <laughs> we discussed that in depth a couple of episodes ago, but 
in the meantime, he has actually apologised for his comments. Um, and he actually has apologised. He didn't. It's not one of these. Uh, I'm sorry, you're offended. Kind of um, <laughs> non-apologies. He actually has just come out and said he apologised. Uh, this is what he actually said. Uh, he said, "I apologise for comments made in an article pu- published on June sixth in the British newspaper The Guardian." The article is based on an interview conducted in Britain on September 28, 2015. I actually made those statements at the time. First, I left Ghibli at the end of 2014 and are no longer a Ghibli employee. I deeply apologise for causing the mistaken impression that my opinions represent Ghibli's and displeasing all who love Ghibli. Next, I definitely had a had the sexist belief that men had a strong tendency to be idealistic and that women were better at living reality. I am reflecting and learning. Gender has nothing to do with making movies. My deepest apologies. Yes, that's what he said. So he actually did say, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he said. Which is good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, quite right, really. Mm-hmm. Quite right. Um, yeah. Some people have said, hey, you know, that people that Ghibli were like, hey, it's nothing to do with us. Uh, what he said, <laughs> and that they were, you know, that they were a bit quick to distance themselves from him or whatever. But um, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Um, but as we said, there's you know a lot of stuff in the Japanese industry and stuff that causes the situation where there aren't many women high up the production chain but there are more lower down and that is obviously a problem but his comments were weird <laughs> no I, 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 I agree it's it's just his comments are weird and yeah he should have made the uh, apology but he shouldn't have said that in the first place <laughs> uh, yeah I want, yeah. I wonder if someone. I wonder how many phone calls went back and forth, or if it, you know. I wonder, you know, they're like, okay, now, take that back. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, or... he's he's now um, like he's founded, I think, his own studio. Or oh. he's, or he's now producer at another studio, so, you know, <laughs> he's he's now, um, yeah. You know, he's got to be careful. <laughs> right. Well, I think the thing is that, you know, as it says, he made these comments quite a while ago and then suddenly it gets reported on and there's all these these stories all over the internet going, oh, Ghibli sexist. <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know how the internet is. It just likes to pile on people and, and be outraged <laughs> and stuff about everything. And I think it was valid to be kind of you know, very disappointed by by that, especially especially the movie that he was talking about, which was like, you know, not really about men at all. No. <laughs> like, how do you manage that? Uh, just yeah, he's a silly man. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he's sorry. He said he's sorry, and he says he's reflecting and learning. So. 
There you go. <laughs> Soon to evolve. <laughs> That's the, isn't that the next key phrase or the next uh, keyword he's supposed to use? I mean, yeah, you, you know, you have to give people a bit of a bit of credit if they actually say they put their hands up and say, "Hey, I messed up, but I'm trying to be better." So totally, 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 hundred percent. Rather than just write people off for saying something, you're like, oh, no, no, that's it. I have to burn all my Totoros now because there's no <laughs> all of them. That's right. That's right. Uh, In the same way, you want to give politicians that chance too <laughs> or else no one will, you'll never find anyone to represent your cause. <laughs> let's not even go there this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that is something just to follow up something we talked about before and not a lot really to say apart from yeah don't say it again don't say stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> hire more women directors everybody obviously <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> it's crazy <sighs> right uh, moving on to some stuff coming out of from Annecy which took place in Annecy, well, the Annecy International Animation Festival, which happened in the town of Annecy in France earlier this month. Um, a bunch of news came out of that, including uh, the news that a new anime feature is in production at the moment uh, that is set during World War II sort of area, and it's called In This Corner of the World. Mm. And it is uh, from a director who actually has got a got a connection to Studio Ghibli. Uh, he worked as, I believe, a I think he was a animator on Kiki's Delivery Service, among other things. Uh, just need to check. I am actually right that. <laughs> uh, it's directed by Shunawa Katabuchi. Uh, he directed the film My My Miracle, and he was assistant director on Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, interesting. So he's got, you know, he's he is a man with some... What's the word I'm looking for? Some... Uh, with a history. Yeah, he's got some history. So has some... He's got some... The, the, the... Experience. Experience, yeah. yeah. And it is, yeah, as I said, it is set in the World War Two era of Japan era, um, and it follows a young girl named Suzu who, in 1994, moves to a small town of Kure in Hiroshima uh, to live with the family of her husband. And anyone who knows the history knows uh, things didn't go terribly great for Hiroshima. So, right. Um, and you just want to, and you just want to um, season, season that to taste. As, as as you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are mushrooms. Fly <laughs> <laughs> for the backyard. <laughs> yeah, we've been, um, cozy, like cooking podcast. Yeah, cooking, <laughs> cooking cartoons. That's right. <laughs> You're all invited. <laughs> it's the A N N Y barbecue. <laughs> um yeah this this the interesting thing about this is that it is um 
It's been picked up by Animatsu, who are a UK-based um, anime distributor. Who uh, they are basically they were set up by people who left Manga Entertainment, who are the biggest anime distributors in the UK. Uh, but then, <laughs> after the original, the, the when they were owned, Manga owned by Stars, the American company, they sold them off. So. <laughs> Then the people who owned Animatsu came back and they've basically merged now and they, they're two companies working together. But Animatsu said that they were they were gonna get into like not only distributing anime but also like uh, get involved in production and stuff and this looks they've got the global rights to this so they basically put money into it. And mm, awesome. It, it it was crowdfunded, apparently. It was wow. partially crowdfunded, yeah. It, it apparently earned uh, $292,000 from crowdfunding. Nice. Holy smokes. Um, the artwork and everything looks very pretty, and there's a trailer for it, and it looks it looks nice. Uh, yeah, it prob- does, yeah. It's not going to be a bundle of laughs, I think, uh, <laughs> 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 to be fair. Um... I mean, so, well, th- thankfully, like, you know, anime movies don't have to come with that guarantee. No. <laughs> so, hey, if, if you like Grave of the Fireflies and Barefoot Gen, then, hey, you're going to oh, love it's this. not going to be that bad, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not that they're bad, but, I mean, they're not a fun night at the, uh, they're not a fun night at the movies. Those, those two. Well, according to uh, the guy from Animatsu, uh, he says he says that uh, it's got an ultimately uplifting and positive message. So that would suggest no, it's not going to be as, <laughs> as mm-hmm. painful <laughs> to watch as Graves of Fireflies. It's 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 based on a manga. Yes, which looks pretty good. And it's coming out in Japan in October. But as for when it's coming out anywhere else, we don't know. Presumably it'll come... Yeah, sorry. Presumably it'll come out in the UK from Animatsu, uh, but other places, I don't know, they'll probably sell it to local companies, so... Mm. What what I hope is that, like, Animatsu, like, having funded it, is is that... That's what you said, right? Well... Kind of, they are. They partly, partly they invested. Yeah, it seems like that because they've got the global rights for it, so they've put some money up for it, and it's not finished yet. So that's basically <laughs> being in production right. on it, I okay. guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it would be good if the UK release wasn't too far away because, you know, that's something we've had to put up with for a while. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll get it before other places because. Alabatsu's a UK company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, moving on to other Annecy news, uh, there were a couple of uh, big presentations there with some big names there, and one of them was Gendy Tartowski, or Tati, is it? Tartakovsky. Tartow, yeah, him. Tartakovsky. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Uh, who was there to show off some stuff from the Samurai Jack reboot. And we've seen our first images from it, which look pretty cool. Have you seen them? 
I have. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think it it looks it looks good. I'm I'm liking it. It's. I mean, you know me. I'm always wary of like when something is. They when when um when something is is uh, is revived, mm-hmm. but like I don't know it it's, it just looks all right to me. <laughs> and we now know what format the new series is going to take. It's going to be ten episodes uh, that was apparently conceived as a five-hour film telling a single story, uh, and it's going to be cut up into ten episodes, and it's going to basically round out the story. It is amazing. It's going to finish the story of Samurai Jack. And they said well, it's going to be more dark and more adult, but it's still funny. That's what they said. And it, so, because it's going to be an adult swim now. So, I right. guess, I guess you know, they think the audience has grown up with it, so that they can. Yeah, that would be interesting. It. How how that works. I'm guessing it, you know, it's not going to be like R-rated or anything. It's still going to be relatively. Because mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it being, you know, really bloody and gory. And <laughs> no, I don't think they're like that. They wouldn't want to. But like the poster they released is just him covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> there is that, I suppose. <laughs> Which uh... they went to pains to avoid, like in the original series, so... Well, the point is they don't have to hold back quite so much, but it doesn't mean that they're gonna. Yeah. They're still gonna go all out because that would be a bit weird. <laughs> and also there was Guillermo del Toro talking about his new Netflix series Troll Hunters, and they announced the cast, but um, it's got a bit of a unpleasant real-world uh, follow-up because one of the main voices it was uh, Anton Yelchin uh, that uh, who unfortunately passed away last week so he hadn't recorded all his voices so it's not quite sure what's going to happen uh, but he has recorded the majority of it so hopefully they will preserve what he's done and deal with it yeah. some other way um, yeah that's heartbreaking yeah and also also joining him is Ron Perlman who has to be in every Del Toro production uh, <laughs> by law I think um, and Kelsey Grammer and Kelsey Grammer is going to be a nice troll called Blinky and uh, Ron Perlman is going to be Balsar who's a bad troll <laughs> <laughs> but basically I'm more intrigued by anything from DreamWorks Animations TV um, now having seen Voltron because although I don't think it's the second coming or anything it's mm-hmm. it is um, the difference between that and their previous TV animation I think is quite a golf in quality so if, if they keep up that with future productions then I'm all in and it's Del Toro so yeah did you know that it's based on a a novel written by or co-written by Del Toro as well I, I didn't know that before. I found that out this week, and I, I'm i now a bit more interested, actually, in hmm. in the series, like, knowing that he's really that far invested in it. 
because he's he's um sort of co-written books I think rather than he's actually written them because mm-hmm. he did the same with the strain it's like it's not yeah, yeah. it's like co-authored um, right yeah though I although I don't know if you uh, it's related to animation with regard to like some of the creatures I suppose but um did you watch the strain at all no I read the, the first book <laughs> yeah I really like the books I read the books I I really liked them the the series, I don't know, it had some interesting moments and stuff, but um, some of it was a little bit laughable, I thought, anyway, like some of the writing and stuff and the, um, just the, the series decisions <laughs> and um, some of the dialogue sort of got to me. But some of it I really liked, but I kind of sort of had to pick and just, like cherry pick moments in order to keep going um, with it. I was a little bit disappointed, but um, but I do like him a lot and he is kind of a workaholic um, and I've been a huge fan for a long time since uh was it the devil's backbone was that the name oh, of the film yeah it's amazing really a beautiful beautiful film but uh yeah he's mm. i'm a fan <laughs> um and he's also been involved with he's actually been involved with quite a few recent dreamworks films like in some capacity but i'm not entirely sure he's just in the credits of, of things like um like Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3 and stuff like that and um oh right right I don't know exactly what he did he has like special thanks and yeah. probably probably was brought in on like a creative advisory sort of role hmm but seeing him doing an animated TV series is going to be interesting so and that's coming out in December which we now we didn't have a, a release date before so December Cool. So we will look out for that. Um, okay, and also <laughs> from Annecy, this story I haven't actually seen reported in many places, strangely enough, and I would have thought that animation people would be going a bit crazy for it, because uh, Cartoon Saloon's Tom Moore and Nori, Nora Toomey are re-teaming on another future film. Because they directed uh, Secret of Kells together, and then Tom Moore went off to do Song of the Sea, and Nora Toomey is directing The Breadwinner, and then then Tom Moore is co-directing Wolfwalkers, and then after that, presumably, <laughs> they are re-teaming on a film called My Father's Dragon, which is well. based, based on a children's book from 1948. It's an American book. Have you heard of it, Yvonne? <laughs> Um, I have not. I have not. Um, yeah. It's exciting news, though. Yes, we don't really know anything about it. Uh, but it's it's a new Tom Moore and Nora Toomey film, so that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> it probably won't be for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see any of the clips of um, my life as a, well, zucchini? The, um, but it's... Oh yeah, lots of um, yeah, my French friends have been raving about that. It looks really beautiful. I wish I could say I watched that, but um, just little bits and pieces. But it looks really great. Yeah. Oh, apparently, sorry, uh, Chris. Um, my father's dragon yes. is also being adapted by Meg Lafove, um, who um, wrote Inside Out. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. I remember <laughs> listening to um, the 
it's not called Creative Screenwriting anymore, whatever it's called. The Jeff Goldsmith podcast. Yeah, she's great to listen to. Her story is mm. really interesting. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt there. No, no, that was a yeah. worthy interruption. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. Uh, and apparently the main character is called Elmer Elevator. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be changed his name to Elmer Lenny Lift. Lenny Lift. Lift. Uh, uh, that's beautiful. Presum- presumably Irish people say Lift as well. Lift. Elevator. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, they'd probably say both. <laughs> I, elevator seems like quite a serious word when said with an Irish accent. I just really enjoyed that um, combination of um, Chris Pond and Dan um, <laughs> <laughs> Dan voices impersonation. That's beautiful. That, that's you guys what you get just... from this podcast. <laughs> that's right. It's a beautiful combination. <laughs> Hey, if, uh, and if you I, like if you like my puns, then you need to listen to the last episode because there were a lot of terrible puns in that. <laughs> uh, or perfect puns. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. I couldn't stop for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to be for quite a while, uh, and it's being co-produced by an American company called Mockingbird Pictures. So. We will keep you updated as soon as we know any more. Awesome. And uh, and as as uh, mentioned by Avon just then, uh, my life as a courge- my, my life as a courgette, as it is known <laughs> in um, <laughs> some places, or my life zucchini. as zucchini, as it's known <laughs> in America, just to be awkward, uh, was one of the winners at Annecy as at the awards at the end of the Annecy Film Festival um, it won it won the crystal for a feature film and it also won the audience award for a feature film so in many nice. ways the big two uh, another big another winner was the film The Girl Without Hands which won jury distinction and that film has already been picked up for uh, release in North America by G-Kids so they wow. don't miss a trick, do they? No, they certainly do not. <laughs> and also a bunch of shorts of ones awards as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, you will find the complete list on animationforadults.com. Uh, yes, and uh, a TV special that was shown on the BBC called Stickman won uh, Crystal for TV film. And I don't know if you've seen the... Uh, stop motion animated film uh, Town Called Panic I have I love it well apparently they made a TV special with the same characters called Back to School and that won a jury award for a TV special oh my god I gotta I'm gonna seek that I'm gonna seek that out Town Called Called Panic is one of just my (laughs) favourite my favourite things (laughs) You might need to look it up as Returne la Classe or something. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just come out in France so far, I think. Or France and Belgium or whatever. Uh, yeah, so lots of animated films. Won awards. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the full list on animationforadults.com and also look out for The Girl Without Hands coming to America at some point soon-ish. And um, 
I don't know about where my life as a courgette slash zucchini is coming out. <laughs> uh, okay, we have no release dates for anywhere outside France, Sweden, Switzerland, and the Netherlands at the moment. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really surprise me for now. That's not that unusual fantasy, really, is it? Uh, no, I, I mean, and, and actually, like, it is worth like if you're interested going going looking through the lists and trying to seek out the Annecy movies because so many of them never get international distribution. But I heard I heard really good things about the Red Turtle. I continue to hear good things about the Red Turtle from people who saw it at Annecy. Nice. Uh, last year, I'm pretty sure um, April in the Extraordinary World won, I think that won the jury prize and uh, or Miss I know that and Miss Hokusai won something so I can't remember, I don't know which was the jury prize and which was the crystal but mm-hmm. they are like finally coming out <laughs> um, my um, actually April in the Extraordinary World looks like it's coming out on DVD only in mm. the UK uh, studio canal. That's yeah. typical. That's really annoying. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's, a, it's 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 really weird. Like I can never tell whether whether, and it must be really hard for them to decide. But like the difference between, all right, this is a niche thing, so we're not going to have a huge audience, so let's only make a DVD. Or this is a niche thing, so collectors who appreciate like Blu-rays are probably going to be the only people to buy it. Like. Yeah, because that's like you got to see that in H. Well, I did see that in HD, and it was yeah, exactly. It's gorgeous. Right. It's yeah, it's really lush. It's such a shame that yeah, lots of animated, more more uh, independent animated films in the UK don't get. I mean, The Illusionist never got a Blu-ray, which just didn't make sense really? to me at all. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. That's nuts. And and it's not just like the smaller distributors who do that. Like, I remember the the like the latest like Winnie the Pooh movie didn't even get it. What? Like in 2012 or whenever that was. Madness. Yeah, yeah it's it's weird. Doesn't it seem like the numbers are sort of going up for animation and film in general? Like, maybe that'll have some sort of effect. You know, like mm. animation seems kind of hot right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that, that like people just need to catch up to digital distribution and mm-hmm. things like that. Because I mean, the amount of comments you see online about people saying, "Why can't I buy Ghibli movies digitally?" is just like crazy. Uh, I'll tell you why you can't buy Ghibli movies digitally because <laughs> of Ghibli. They're like, oh, yeah. No. oh yeah, you're right. It, that, that's why. I mean, it took them like nearly 15 years for them to even officially release their films on on video. They don't uh, even want you to do that. They're like, no, you must see them in cinema. It's the only way. Pretty, pretty much. And yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. Um, and Miss Hokusai is coming out at some point. <laughs> um, I think the last thing I heard was that it's. The date on Amazon is like November or something. It's been, it was supposed to come out in like April. Yeah. It really pushed back. Um, it's really good. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I I was kind of mixed about it at the time because I wasn't, wasn't too sure about 
what it even was. But um, yeah, like I've th- I've thought about that like on and off, and it's a really interesting little film. It's got um, it's got a weird like structure to it. It's more like a. It's, it's more like a documentary or portrait or something. It's anyway. Yeah, I've I've got a review disc of it, but I can't view it yet. Yeah, fourteenth so... November, Amazon show. Oh, also, I found what else? What else did I find out? Yeah, um, Boy and the Beast, September, um, and only yesterday is, I think, August. Oh, what do you mean, Boy and the Beast? Uh, the... Blu-ray in the UK. Huh, so it's not even getting a cinema release? Nope. That's a shame, because um, I thought that was the reason Studio Canal picked it up. We're getting the Blu-ray of Only Yesterday in August, I think, so... Sweet. So not long after the US one at all. And I will <laughs> have to find out if the American Blu-ray of April and Extraordinary World is import-friendly. I want mm. that. The, uh, the, the, the new Ghibli um, Blu-rays are really, really worth getting because they're all new transfers. Um, like they've they've gone back to the source with with all of their older movies, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, they look so. They've done such a nice job with the Blu-rays. Yeah, the ones I've got have all been good. So, mm. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, the Annecy Awards, we've covered that, I guess, haven't we? I think so. Um, I mean, I I know that we've said that we're not going to <laughs> be, a, be a political <laughs> website, but I think it's significant to, like... All right, it's, it's, it's certainly significant to me to mention... Um, how Brexit af- might affect the UK uh, animation and obviously by extension like the film industry mm-hmm. and, and TV industry because you know EU um, funding has actually helped the industry like tremendously like you know uh, Stickman that you mentioned earlier was was partly EU funded mm-hmm. um Lots of Ardman's output is, um, you know, uh, it's 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 going to affect things, and it's not quite clear um, how that is. I mean, maybe in a few weeks' time it might become clearer, but right now it seems like just as the UK animation industry was having something of a uh, um, like a like a um, you know, it was was kind of on its up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Can't say renaissance because it's a French word. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like it's it's now suddenly very much not clear, like what's what that means. Um, yeah, whether the tax breaks are going to be the same uh, to allow for. Um, you know, uh, international, uh, in- internationally co-produced productions. Mm. I haven't read it because it's all just too depressing and everything. Yeah. But I, I do know that our friends at Squiggly have written an article about how it might 
affect how it, you know, a a um, speculation of how it could oh, affect yeah, no, the that, UK that, animation. That, one, that one's really good. I've read that one, and there was also one. Um, I think I don't. I can't know. It might be Vulture. Um, did one about the film and TV industry in general, um, which is which is worth a read. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think it would be nice if these things could be worked worked out in their own way. Um, but there's now no telling, like really, what this means. Uh, what this means for us. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, it's not really like good news at all. Um, but uh, it's news. It is. Um... <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it was a good effort. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. What? there any other news I don't think there was something I caught which is kind of cool is that Cowboy Bebop is coming to Netflix next is it? Oh. Friday uh, wow. Netflix, Netflix UK at least well it's uh, it probably won't be America then because uh, Anime Limited has the rights in the UK and Funimation has them in the US right but that is very cool because if you haven't seen that, you need to watch that because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was listening to something, people talking about it today, and one of them said, I, I've only just realised something. I've only just realised that Cowboy Bebop is looping the third. Like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. What do you it's mean? Oh, you mean like the, the, the setup of like the character's dynamic? Yeah, it's. Right. It's ob- very clearly influenced by it when you. Do you, do, do you know what I? I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Lupin, Spike Lupin, and um, and uh, uh, Jet is Jingen, and uh, Faye is yeah, it makes sense. Fujiko. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we covered the news, and it's time to talk about anything that we've been watching. Uh, I, I have been watching some thing that has just hit Netflix uh, in the UK, and that is season seven of Archer. And Archer is great, but Archer has also shook things up a few times. Uh, a couple of series ago, stopped being about spies, and for one series, it became Archer Vice, where they became drug dealers, just for one season, and then went back to spying again. And then season seven, they are no longer spies again, and now they are private detectives, and they have a private detective agency called the Figus Agency, because it's under Cyril's name, because none of the, <laughs> no one else is qualified to have it, and you can imagine how Sterling likes that, being technically Cyril being his boss. <laughs> Uh, and as that sounds interesting. I, I like it already. I like the setup. And it is. I'm about four episodes in, and it seem it seems like it's comparable to the um, Vice storyline because it is basically seems to be like 
at first you think maybe they are separate cases or whatever, but it's connected. It's like a a running storyline connected by a single case. Um, and it basically it starts like with a cold open, and there's like some police people, and they there's a body in a in a um, pool, and they zoom out, and it looks like it's Archer. So that's, <laughs> that's like how the season starts. So you're like, and obviously he's not going to die. So um, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like in the opening two seconds. Oh, and the other thing is that it's they've changed location as well because um, the their spy thing, their spy headquarters was in New York, I think, before. Yeah, Dan. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Sorry, I I I think I dropped down for a sec there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I guess it was. I can't remember. Well, the new season is in um, is in LA. Ah. So that's another change, and they've also got the sort of sitcomy elements as well that they've had because Archer is now a daddy, as you may know. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so they've got the elements of like trying to raise kids and stuff, as well as the PI stuff, which is really fun. And there's also some there's the animation. Is I think it's really taken a step up as the series has gone along. Like I was, I just really noticed some of the animation. There's like um, one bit where all the characters or a bunch of characters are basically, you know, when people people are bored and they are in like an office chair and they just spin round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't normally do that kind of thing in animation because it's a pain <laughs> in the ass to do. But there's just one bit where there's like a bunch of characters and they're all just spinning around in the chair. <laughs> as uh, as people would do probably in that situation that's like, great and that's the kind of thing that you wouldn't think that you know most people wouldn't think oh that shows advanced animation but when you think about it it's like that's the kind of thing that you would not bother to do in you know a, a lazier show I do, if it's funny <laughs> yeah if it's funny then, then do it but I just love the fact they do things like that um, mm-hmm. and there's also some like pretty well done action sequences and stuff as well. So yeah, so I I love Archer and apparently it's been it's been uh, like renewed for another two seasons recently as well. So it's going to be around for quite some time, which is good. So Archer season seven is currently on Netflix in the UK. Uh, it is I don't know where you can see it in America. <laughs> Perhaps you could watch it on probably on some sort on fx is on demand thing or something if you've got a cable subscription or something i don't know or it might be on hulu plus or something i don't mm. i'm pretty sure it's not on just standard hulu um oh, right apparent oh apparently um gravity falls is now on hulu plus the whole lot mm-hmm. which is interesting because it was one of those series where you one of these things where because it hasn't been released on DVD or anything or Blu-ray and it makes it when it's not actually on it's hard for people to see I think so I think the fact that it's somewhere accessible at least to subscribers Mm. is good although I wonder how the Netflix deal with Disney for their movie stuff I don't know if that will affect TV stuff as well in America 
because oh who knows seems pretty complicated, no doesn't yeah because the fact that it's on hulu kind of makes you think probably that is separate <laughs> but it would be a good thing if people could watch all of all of that on netflix i think in the us as well as well as hulu <laughs> um also i watched this week uh i finished up watching the anime series parasite which i talked about last week uh, oh, right. when neither of you were here but <laughs> um <laughs> it's about alien parasites that come down and they go in they take over people's heads and then they go and eat other people but the main character his his alien parasite tried to go in his head when he had headphones in so it couldn't and it ended up going in his hand so he's got a a strange symbiotic oh, relationship I, with... I've seen yeah it, is there like a live action adaptation yeah yeah there's like mm-hmm. a movie there was two movies which is kind of a thing that happens in Japan they do two part movies um right and they've done that with quite a lot of things recently they've done like um like Attack on Titan the movies they did two parts and they released them a few months apart um and I should be watching the first part of the movie soon. I've got it, the review disc, so I'm gonna gonna review that. So that will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before, but that actually played at the Edinburgh International Film Festival, Parasite. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Like this time last year. Ah, uh, that was by uh, Animatsu, I believe. So. <coughs> but the anime series, which came out around <laughs> the same time, uh, the animation is done by Madhouse. Gotcha. Uh, so it is pretty good looking show and it's very dark <laughs> and I have now finished the first half and it's sort of it, it is um, as I said last week it's a pretty dark show and they'll be like oh, like the main character loses important people to him and stuff like that and you know it's it doesn't pull its punches but it's very interesting if you like sort of horror and yeah, uh, sort of sci-fi horror type things, and that's awesome. And also the the transformations that the weird monsters do are kind of very interesting in a sort of bio, body body horror biohazard type weird thing. <laughs> cool, yeah. big big Cronenberg. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. And yeah, I don't know, I don't know how cheap the Japanese movies are or not, and whether they can bring it to life as well as the animation did but they're usually kind of a bit cheap aren't they yeah although i am <laughs> i am looking forward to watching the attack on titan movie because i have heard some good things i've also heard some bad things so we should see i've yeah. i've heard like good things from the genre movie crowd like people who might not be so into the series like have said that it's pretty pretty interesting like little horror movie yeah, I, yeah, that's what people. That's like I basically heard some incredibly positive things when it was first shown. Like people saying, mm. "Oh, it's just a really good horror movie," and then I think more people who actually watched the anime saw it and they've changed everything. It's all different, and it's right. Like, and I know a lot of anime live action adaptations. People don't like them, but I say that the Death Note ones. I reckon they're really good. The Japanese. I reckon they're pants. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. do but you? but interestingly, but it should it's worth noting that I think that because I like the manga so much, and it's like 
all right, well, you've got the same characters, and they're kind of sort of ending up in the same place, but it's not the same thing. Hey, but but now you're going to have the um, Netflix-made American live-action adaptation from Adam Wingard, so hey, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that that's it's all of these like like um manga adaptations that hollywood has in this sort of weird cryogenic stasis is just like too weird to me like i kind of never want them to happen now <laughs> like well, this, one's actually, on, this one this one death note one is actually happening because it's mm-hmm. netflix are co-producing it Sorry. It could, it, it, you know, it could work if they really like play it as like a teen movie. I think, I think it's, it's got like, there's an opportunity to tie that in with like an American like aesthetic there. So long as they don't pretend, yeah. So long as they relocate it with like conviction, you know what I mean, and and and. Uh, and and not pretend like they're semi-Japanese about it. Oh yeah, that's always the thing. Don't, if you're gonna if you're gonna do an American remake, do an American remake. Yeah, ex- yeah. Don't don't have the characters with Japanese names. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like semi like basically just don't do what they're doing with the Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> just 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 learn from that and Dragon Ball Evolution and. You know, just learn. <laughs> yeah, so Parasite's good, and I will review it for the site soon. Um, and I wanted to mention something, not that I've been watching, but something that I've been reading. Ooh, so, hey, <laughs> that's novel. Um, oh. oh, I didn't oh. even know I was doing that. That was you perfect. Did. That was great. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, that was, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was listening actually to another podcast. I was listening to one of my favourites, which is the No Such Thing as a Fish podcast, um, where they talk about interesting facts. Uh, In Cover and Garden. Ooh. Yes. I don't um, know that one. Oh, it's makers, great. From the makers of QI. Um, and they were talking about the. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? They were talking about the original novel that it was based on, which is called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? And is quite different. And I listened to some of the differences, and I thought, you know what? That'd be interesting to read. I want to read that. So I did I did a quick search on Amazon, and I found it on Kindle for £2.45. So <laughs> I was like, that's worth checking out. So I started reading it, and it's very interesting how different it is, because... Um, for starters, it's pretty much based in comics rather than animation. The tunes, they talk in speech bubbles and things like that. And um, Roger Rabbit is a, a comic strip star. And Baby Herman has got a comic strip. And they're talking mm. about the syndicates and things like that. So, oh. And you can see why they've changed it to animation for the film. But I had no idea that's what the, what the book was like. So, that's really cool and it's also the book's more adult and stuff as well um, but yeah I'm, I wondered I wondered about that but I haven't really got too far into it yet to be able to tell you too much more 
but I thought it'd be really interesting to read, and I also thought it'd probably make quite interesting something to write about the differences between the books, because the book and the and I think there's also there's more books as well, um, in the same series. So, oh right, I think there's three. I think there's one. I, I, I wonder if they did the thing of like you know uh, like adapting three books and turning it into one movie. Maybe I don't know whether they took episodes here and there and perhaps. But it's quite funny when when there's a bit that is actually like the film, and you're like, oh, and it makes you think the film. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say it's you know, like I said, it's really cheap on Kindle. So if you're curious, you can pick it up cheaply, and it's it yeah, it's as you'd imagine, it's like a a um a private detective story set in the world of cartoons, but. Not in animation so much as as in comic strips in the book. So check that out. Uh, Dan, mm. have you been watching anything? Um, let me think. Well, uh, I haven't been on for a couple. I okay. So I I rewatched Rick and Morty season two. Oh yeah, because yes. it's out now on US Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah and I saw people talking about it, so I just I watched it again and. Uh, I watched that. I watched that in like a day because you know, <laughs> I don't know. Because why not? And yeah, like that, that's still just so good. It's still so good, and I can't wait for the for the third season now. I think it's um, it's it's really cool. Like you can really tell that they um, it's I it kind of reminded me of like how bands treat albums and like they're not trying to make the same um they weren't trying to make the same show again like it certainly felt like the same like characters and they kind of had the same voice but it felt like album two it was like a it was like a step up and they were you know they weren't being lazy is kind of what I'm saying um yeah I really like you know they didn't they didn't lean hard on what was successful last time uh hello hello yes hello sorry <laughs> sorry um, i'm still with you yeah uh so that, that was that was cool also i've been watching so like i haven't got a tv at the moment and when i had a tv i used to just have the simpsons on all the bloody time and <laughs> you can kind of get a bit because this is on all the time so like, anyway um <laughs> And I haven't seen The Simpsons for a long, long time. And I started listening to a podcast. Um, I think it's called Everything's Coming Up Podcast. <laughs> hmm. And I've just been, like, getting into The Simpsons again and, like, watching old, like, season three episodes, like um, like Flaming Moe's, oh. uh, Home of the Heretic, and, you know, all of these, like, older episodes. And, oh, my God, it's... I, it's kind of like a pointless thing to say, but it's it's not really pointless re- re- repeating it because I was reminded like just how good The Simpsons is. Like it's <laughs> such a smart like show, which you can really tell. Just everyone just like put their all into it, and um, yeah, I I just like been watching odd old episodes of The Simpsons, and it's such a treat. Like as I said. Like having been away from the constant like stream of Simpsons that you know you can sometimes get get into, um, 
like to go back and just like you know one episode at a time just one and one every evening just watch it and go wow they were really like pioneering something with these um so yeah that was cool also i um i found myself going to see when marnie was there again oh, right. uh, oh. <laughs> which uh I, I i took a friend uh who hadn't seen it at all um and didn't know anything about it as well which was pretty cool and um i yeah it's it's such an odd film like it's i really really like it um i liked it a lot more than the last time i remember watching it um it's it's really strange they it's quite plain but it really by the end like adds up to something and it's and the way it works is not obvious it's like it's not like this plot point is necessarily directly leading to this awakened emotion or things like that it's like a very like gradual uh build and it's a really atmospheric film um yeah and if you haven't seen it i i think it's it's worth checking out um and it was kind of encouraging it was kind of cool like it was like in its third or second second or third week i think of release and the cinema was still packed so Wow. I mean, people are. It's it's good that people are, you know, still still going to see it. Um, and I think that is every. Oh, okay. Um, it's not quite animation, but did anyone see the sixth and final? Don't hug me. I'm scared. Was released. Oh, I watched that today. I watched that today. Oh. Yeah. It's it's really great and and it's like it's kind of it's like it's tied a really neat bow on the whole series, um, uh, so it's like it, it now like the whole series now really. I, I watched the I, I watched the sixth one and then I watched the whole thing again, oh, right. and it and it's like a really <laughs> trippy <laughs> experience. I I showed it to my housemate who had who's not like a into animation really or um and and probably and hadn't seen it before and she was just like <laughs> like her you know she, uh, her reaction to the first one was just like what the hell was that mm-hmm. and then it's like okay we're watching the next one and then it's just like it's just like slowly going mad like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it's really awesome over like we, 40, 40 or so minutes. Um, that's so good. I think we should try and explain to the uninitiated yes. as best we can. Uh, it's a series of YouTube videos. Um, and they are... They seem to be <laughs> basically like a children's program with puppets. <laughs> but they are also... It's it's like Sesame Street as some kind of nightmare. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's it starts off being a um, yeah Sesame Streetish like preschool puppet yeah. uh, kind of straightforward show. That and slowly then... unfolds as well. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like there start to be like these little hiccups in like the rhymes that are being <laughs> said, like you know. Um, green, like they're talking about creativity in the first one, 
and then all of a sudden this this like notebook that's come to life uh quickly quickly shouts someone down and says green's not a creative color and then it just <laughs> continues and you're like oh did that happen did that did that what, what's going on and then like by the end it just like unfolds into like beautiful insanity what's your favorite idea mine is being creative how do you get that idea i just tried to think creatively now when you look at this orange tell me please what do you see it's just a boring old orange maybe to you but not to me i see a silly face walking along and smiling at me i don't see what you mean because you're not thinking creatively so take a look at my hair i use my hair to express myself well the thing is i i feel like i didn't i didn't quite understand how you know how how it worked as a series I, you know, I just sort of watch them individually, like months apart or whatever. Oh and yeah, what, no, yeah, same. So what I I watched the last one, and then it came up like in the recommendations or whatever, you know, on YouTube about yeah. um that there you know there was something that said don't hug me, I'm scared six explained or something, and it had um basically it tied it all together and showed you oh oh i i saw those but i thought like what the fuck needs to be explained <laughs> it's like it's like uh <laughs> yeah it's like trying to explain a trip i'm just like well you know that 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 happened i don't really i mean i i don't i don't get every is is does it seem is is it like more intricate than it first seems i i think it's worth what i think yeah? it's worth watching what interest because um He's pointing out all these things, like, like about the date that it's yeah. like it's all on the same date. It's all on the nineteenth of oh. June. Uh, but then at the end, it comes the twentieth of June, and yeah. and also that you know they're saying things like something like that's that's the it's really weird. It's like that's the date that ITV started. <laughs> <laughs> What you mean, like first started broadcasting in like the sixties or nineteen fifty-five or something? And there's apparently there's some picture and it says like nineteen fifty-five or something. So that's mm. when that's when commercial TV came to UK, and that's when oh, and that's kind of what it's about and things like that. And it's like, whoa, I had no idea. I just thought these were funny. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so I I need to rewatch them all. Like... Uh, I didn't realize there was an explained. I didn't realize it went that far. I mean, I knew it went as far as like, there's that thing that is Roy's dad, <laughs> and he's like in it, and he pops up, and I, I know, like, it has like an Easter egg mm. uh, kind of like progression where things that are just small flashes and in the first few become more significant by the end. But you don't really have to watch it like that. I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, you don't have to watch it like that to enjoy it. Basically, no, no, not at all. But I thought it was interesting to. It's only like you know, a fifteen-minute video or something. But it's like, it's mm. go. it just made me appreciate everything in it, really. Yeah, it's it's so well made. It's so, and it's a real case for like, uh, you know, like. <laughs> It was. I mean, the the last few ones were crowdfunded, mm. 
Um, but it's a real case for like YouTube being somewhere that's not just about, you know, uh, the most content and quantity. It's real like quality. You know, in total, there can't be more than 45 minutes of content there altogether, but they have like millions of views each. How long? How long ago was the first one? I can't even. I think the first one was like 2014. Four four years ago. 2011. 11. I thought, because I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't know that there was. I just recently was shown this. Um, right. And I I saw like the second one, and that's it. I thought it was a standalone thing. Like I didn't even know that there were a bunch of them. So I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. go back and watch them, but. I was I loved the, the one that I saw. Like I mean, they work really well as standalone pieces. That's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah, yeah, they really do. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just love their their rhymes. Like um, everything went old and dis- and went into a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> things became old and went into a mystery. Like it's it's yeah, everything about it, it's so well made. It's so lovingly made. Like. <laughs> they make entirely different puppets for just like two second shots that that are gone, but like the the overall effect is like amazing. And it is related to animation because yeah. there's like lots of stop motion animation and oh, yeah. there's CG animation in some parts. And and the last uh, episode has uh, a lot of two D like hand drawn animation. Yeah, we we've said before that. We were like, puppetry anyway is totally in our wheelhouse. <laughs> right. Otherwise, we couldn't talk about the Muppets. So that's hey. right. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't come up for a while. No. Oh, mate. <laughs> no, they were in every episode for a while. It's the um, <laughs> AFA podcast bingo. You could tick off reference Muppets, slag off Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> All those things. <laughs> Jump biscuits. Jump biscuits. <laughs> Christmas pronouncement. Um, so something. yeah, that's pretty much all <laughs> I've been watching. Nice. Um, Avon, by chance, yeah. have you seen anything other than shorts? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Oh, uh, I watched like. Uh, about 150 short films in the last couple of days, but they were all um, animation night submissions because I sort of fell behind. Um, I've been like working on a spreadsheet and boring stuff like that. Well, all for I, the festival, though. <laughs> huh? I've got, to, I've got to ask Yvonne, like, how do you pace yourself? Because you know, I've I've been to festivals and things and and watched shorts, and it's like. I can only do so many. Like, how how do you shake things up? Well, <laughs> I um, I mean, regularly, I've been pretty good about just watching um a little bit every day. And the thing is, like, I uh, I, well, and also because <laughs> I usually ride my bike everywhere, right? But um, because I've had to, I've been going to like sort of um more meetings and things like with people. Who, well, let's just say that it, it wouldn't. I'm trying to make a good impression and it wouldn't necessarily be great for me to, you know, go from the bicycle straight to the meeting necessarily. Like, not that that's bad, but the helmet head and everything, people just don't understand. But (laughs) so because of that, um, 
I was like taking the bus more to certain sites and watching a lot of films on the bus because I had a couple really long ones and it was perfect. Um, except that I would miss my stop occasionally. But, um, but so I was doing a lot of that like during, uh, like in transit, which was great because I was getting watching like a little bit every day. But then more recently, yeah, I just had to sort of sit down and just plow through. Um, right. Uh, which is interesting. I mean, one thing that helps tremendously is is the fact that we have other people curating too. I mean, make no mistake, like I watch every single film, but um, you know, it, it's just it's great that we have other people curating because then I can. They don't see each other's comments. They don't haven't wanted to. No one's wanted to, but um, I can see everyone's comments. So uh, oh. it really helps because. I can be like, eh, I don't know about this one, and then look and go like, okay, they don't know about it either. <laughs> or, oh, they feel really strongly about this. Let me go back and look at this again. You know what I mean? And, and um, right. it just helps because, um, you know, if you're in a bad mood or something or, or you're just tired, sometimes you, you just want to make sure you give everything a chance, you know, to sort of, exp- you know, have its expression. And, um, you know. So that that really really helps a lot, and it also helps uh, a, a lot of people. It, it, it's just like sort of a, a language thing, you know. Um, some people submit shorts that are live action too, like in those. Sometimes it's helpful, you know, for someone to sort of label it like that. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, I don't even have to um, really watch this because it's all live action and disqualified. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, really, it's just a matter of just like. The thing is, like, even once I watch them all the first time, I have to go back. And the thing that takes probably longer is um, uh, having to reject films that are have received. Um, the quality has been so high. It's been really difficult, you know, and, um, and I hate doing that. It's a real bummer. But, um, mm. you know, we kind of have to um, not let certain not let stuff in. At least, you know, just let people know that, you know, next time, please resubmit another film, you know, um, in the future, and we're happy to watch it. But, um, but you know, it has to be done. It's like part of the process. So um, that probably takes more time than actually watching the films initially, um, because you just want to, you wind up rewatching stuff. <laughs> I don't know. At least that's, I do. <laughs> just to um, see if it'll fit in somewhere and if not then you know that's that but yeah I don't know if that answers the question but um, it is pretty time consuming but it's great I mean it puts everything into perspective and it sort of um, you know fires up everyone who's watching the films because um, it is really inspiring to see these these, um, different films coming in from all over the world and and, um, you know there's just so much talent and people putting so much time and effort into these things it's cool to see you. Yeah, yeah. We got our next screening is July thirteenth, and um, and that'll be the first batch done for um, for the Best of Fest uh, in well now <laughs> either September twenty ninth thirtieth or I don't know. We haven't officially announced that yet. We, uh, the dates may still be changed. I don't know. Um, you know, I won't know for. I've got, as you know, like a few de- important details to hammer out <laughs> before we can even officially announce the dates. But um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. 
pretty exciting. Sweet. But yeah, I've just watched. Yeah, I've just watched short, short films that have been submitted, and um, yeah, we've got some good ones. Like we've got this one. Uh, who's this? Sebastian Laudenbach. Uh, we're screening this film called Daphne or the Lovely Specimen. It's been the it's the longest film we've shown so far. It's like 15 minutes, and it's oh, about a yeah. I think, watched, I think that's one of the ones I watched. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's uh, stop motion, and it's about a um an exotic dancer. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, isn't that a beautiful film? Like, it's it's so different than probably all the other. It's so different from the other films that we've shown. That um, that lineup that we're playing in July is really strange. I mean, as far as like subject matter is concerned, um, it's not that the subject matter is strange necessarily. It's just the combination of films is really interesting. Like we have like the exotic dancer, and then you know some stuff set in space, and then some stuff about like loneliness and isolation. I guess that's kind of the running theme is like this sort of, um, you know, human connection and isolation, um, no matter where you are uh, in the universe. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, isn't that a beautiful one? It's a really pretty film. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I know you're watching some things, some of them too. <laughs> yes, yeah, I have been watching some, and I some have very impressed me. I've got to so, check them out. I know, right? Yeah, they're really um, lovely. I should make a uh, my own personal list of favorites and just send it to you guys. Anyway, thanks for joining us <laughs> for <laughs> another <laughs> entertaining podcast. And um, we will be back very soon. Uh, I've had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was all fun. Um, And uh, probably, actually, it may well be the next episode we record will be the anniversary episode. So that might be a couple of weeks' time. Uh, But we'll catch you soon. Uh, Keep in touch if you want. Uh, You can email us at at podcastanimationforadults.com. You can follow us on Twitter at AFA Blog. You can find us on Facebook, Animation for Adults. Oh, you can now, now on Facebook, you can search for at Animation for Adults on it and you'll find it straight away. Uh, so we're also on, we are on Tumblr, we are on Instagram, we are on Pinterest, we are on Google Plus and we are on, is that all of it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all of it. it. Yeah, uh, for now. Um, and I, you can follow follow me at Mr. Crystal on Twitter and on Facebook. Dan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hamu. And Yvonne? I'm on Twitter at Eisner underscore Inc. And, uh, yep, if you have a short film to submit, you can submit it at animationnights.nyc. And uh, our next event is July 13th. And, yep. And I'll be expecting you guys in, like, 15 minutes for portobello mushroom sandwiches. <laughs> 15 <laughs> minutes? Yeah, That's right? Okay. I'll, I'll have my naked thanks. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <Nice. laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to help support us do more episodes and more stuff in future and more exciting content and all sorts of things like that then you can follow you can also support us on Patreon 
animation for adults and you can also get some extra bonus content such as extra episodes and extended episodes and all sorts of other things so come and check that out as well and we will catch you very soon uh, good night everybody Yay. good night bye, bye.